Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Your Therapy Tools. Today's topic is toxic shame. So you might you might have a lot of thoughts that pop up when you think of the word shame. And some people may think shame and guilt are the same thing. So let me quickly differentiate those for you if you don't already know. Um, shame is the feeling of worthiness as a human being. Guilt is feeling bad for something that we have done or something that we lack. So let me just dive in here. Guilt is something that it can be a good thing because you may avoid engaging in certain activities that may cause you to feel guilt in the future because guilt is very uncomfortable such as uh, maybe you're married and you refuse to put yourself into a situation that could lead to you having an affair um, and and that would be living with integrity and refusing to go against your own set of values and boundaries shame is different shame is directly connected to depression and social anxiety shame is feeling like you are not as good as other people shame is feeling like um, you are a pile of garbage and you're not worthy of love and it's it's deeply rooted in our childhoods and throughout our lives when maybe an adult caregiver or a teacher or even other kids at school may have shamed you just for being who you are and it was so brutal that it imprinted into your body and into your entire physiology and you find yourself now in social situations where you avert your eyes your shoulders are slumped you're kind of defeated and you're feeling a, a sense of panic that um, you, you need to get out of there the fight flight or freeze and we usually, we usually uh, choose flight and we flee the situation and get back to our safe place by ourselves at home. Um, so toxic shame is when the shame is, is never um, resolved. So an example would be as a child, we use our, our caretakers, if they were healthy, individuals they would have used healthy shame to help us learn potty training for example so you poop your pants or you poop on the floor and your caregiver or your parent would say no that's disgusting we don't do that and then you might hang your head and cry and feel like you're disgusting and then they hug you and they say I love you honey you're not disgusting but putting poo poo on the floor or pooping in your pants is very nasty so Let's try to make it to the toilet next time, okay? So 
that kind of shame is a shame that teaches us and it keeps us from walking around naked. It keeps us from uh, masturbating in public. So, so that kind of shame is actually healthy. Um, keeps us from pooping our pants. So that, that kind of shame is healthy. But on the flip side of that, toxic shame where it begins, maybe during your potty training years, um, they called you turd bird. They called you shithead. Um, maybe when you pooped your pants, you were severely beaten or, or they humiliated you in front of everybody and said, Oh, look at the little baby who can't, who can't use a potty properly. And, Oh, your sister can do it, but you can't, you should try to be more like your sister. Um, those kind of things imprint toxic shame into our brains and, we grow up feeling like we're just not good enough and that we're dirty and that we're garbage. And that that transfers over to our relationships and how, how successful we are at living our best life because it puts up a huge wall between us and others. And, and partially that wall we feel is beneficial because it keeps us from getting hurt. But that wall is, is not beneficial because it, it prevents us from connecting with people. So toxic shame is definitely the enemy. Um, I've downloaded a couple of articles here. Uh, one is by Tova Gabrielle. There's a little information from Peter Levine. And um, a little bit of information from Irene Lyon. And the authorsden.com. So I've, I've compiled it all together to share with you. Um, these are all brilliant people. And this is their take on toxic shame. So when shame becomes toxic, it can ruin our lives. Everyone experiences shame at one time or another. It's an emotion with physical symptoms like any other. When it's severe, it can cause extreme pain. And strong feelings of shame stimulate our nervous system, causing the fight, flight, or freeze reaction. We feel exposed and we want to hide, or we may react with rage while feeling profoundly alienated from others and good parts of ourselves as well. May not be able to think or talk clearly and be consumed with self-loathing and feelings of major insecurity. Um, we all have triggers and tender points, soft spots that produce these feelings of shame. The intensity of our experience can vary too, depending on our prior life experience, such as cultural beliefs, childhood, personality, activating events, and what type of level of abuse or healthy, um, adult caregivers we had in our lives. Um, the characteristics of toxic shame. This shame has become toxic. Uh, the, the term toxic shame was coined by Sylvan Tompkins in the early 60s. Um, he was examine, examining the effect of shame on humans. And for some people, toxic shame can consume their personality. For others, it will lie right beneath the conscious awareness, but it can easily be triggered. Toxic shame differs from ordinary shame, which passes in a day or a few hours. It can hide in our unconscious, so we're unaware that we have it. When we experience it, it can last a lot longer than it might last in others. The feelings and the pain associated with shame are 
way more intense when it's toxic. An external event is not necessarily required to cause us to be triggered. Our own thoughts can bring on thoughts of shame. It leads to shame spirals that cause depression and feelings of hopelessness and despair. It causes chronic shame anxiety, the fear of experiencing shame. It accompanies by voices, images, and beliefs originating in childhood and is associated with a negative shame story about ourselves. We don't have to recall the original source of the shame, which usually originates in childhood or prior trauma. And it creates deep feelings of being inadequate or an imposter. Shame-based beliefs. And here's where we get into negative self-talk that has to be reframed for us to recover. The fundamental belief underlying shame is that I am unlovable. I am not worthy of connection. Usually internalized shame manifests as one of the following beliefs or a variation of a few of these. I'm unattractive. I could never get naked in front of another person. I'm disgusting. I'm stupid. I'm a failure. I can't do anything right. Um, I'm a bad person. I, I can never change. I'm a fraud. I'm an imposter. I'm selfish. I hate myself. I don't matter. I'm not enough. I'm defective. I'm broken. I should have never been born. I'm unlovable. So you can see the negative self-talk. You're reinforcing that shame. You're holding it. Um, but you're not feeling the disgust. You're not diving deep enough to feel the disgust of the shame. And that's something Peter Levine talks about is you've got to be able to feel that disgust. Think of a, a, a food you ate or something that was absolutely disgusting that made you vomit. That's the feeling we feel about ourselves when we're experiencing toxic shame. And that feeling is displaced. It's not, it's not ours. We are not supposed to be feeling that about ourselves. We need to feel that disgust. Um, as as one, as a Irene Lyon says, you have to smell and taste the dead rat in order to face that toxic shame. And you need to regurgitate that disgust. And that disgust needs to be externalized and placed where it belongs so if it was a parent who told you you'll never amount to anything you're stupid you're a piece of crap little kid you're unlovable whatever it was the disgust is on that parent's behavior it's not on you as a person it's the person who shamed you that's the disgusting person not you because look what it did to you you didn't deserve that. You were dealing with a disordered, disgusting individual who, more than likely, was also abused and learned this pattern from their caretaker. So it's important to understand the first step to combating toxic shame is to really understand what it is and how it follows patterns in families. And it just trickles down until somebody like you stops and says, 
you know what, this is not healthy. I need to break these chains. I need to make some changes in my life so that I don't pass this on and so that I can heal my inner child, thereby healing the adult in me too so that I can live my best life and find happiness and get rid of all this toxic shame. So in most cases, shame becomes internalized or toxic from chronic or intense experiences of shame in childhood. Um, Parents can sometimes unintentionally transfer their shame to their children through verbal messages or even nonverbal behavior, such as, you know, the parent who's never around, the parent who abandons their child. Some, Some people develop toxic shame because they never got to know their father. Their father took off and didn't want them. So there, there are a lot of different reasons for toxic shame to manifest. A child might feel in love, unloved in reaction to a parent's depression, absence, indifference, or irritability, or may feel inadequate due to a parent's competitiveness or overcorrecting behaviors. Children need to feel uniquely loved by both parents. When that connection is breached, such as when a child is scolded too harshly, children will feel alone and shamed unless the parent-child bond of love is soon repaired. However, even if the shame has been internalized, it can be turned around later by a positive experience. If it's not healed, though, toxic shame leads to aggression, depression, eating disorders, post-traumatic stress disorder, and even addiction. It generates low self-esteem, anxiety, irrational guilt feelings, perfectionism, and the good old codependency. It limits our ability to enjoy satisfying relationships and professional success. We can heal from toxic shame and build our self-esteem. So one of the first steps is recognizing it. Another of my favorite people in this field, Brene Brown, if you have not read any of her books, I highly suggest it. The Power of Vulnerability is Amazing by Brene Brown. Um, So Brene Brown created the shame shields. And I want to share those with you as a first step to combating toxic shame today, okay? Um, So there are three shame shields. The first one is moving away. The second one is moving toward. And the third one is moving against. So moving away... Of course, it means you withdraw, you hide, you shut down, you don't express yourself, and you keep secrets. Moving toward means you're seeking to appease and please somebody out of shame. And codependency, people with codependency are normally wearing a great big moving toward shame shield and also a moving against shame shield sometimes too. Sometimes we wear all three. Um, moving against this is trying to gain power over other people you're being overly aggressive and you're using shame to fight shame so let's let's dig a little deeper into this think about who you're most likely to move away from who would you most likely let shut you down and cause you to just keep secrets not express your feelings go under the radar try not to get noticed and just be invisible because of your shame. You feel you're not worthy around this person. 
What are the specific triggers or situations that would prompt you to use the shield of moving away? So what kind of things can be said to you? What kind of attitude can be thrown at you that would cause you to just run and hide and keep your mouth shut for fear of not being respected, not being valued, not being validated? What would cause you to do that? And who are you most likely to move toward? Who are you most likely to please and appease to avoid shame? Maybe a parent figure, maybe a spouse. You might bend over backwards to do anything and everything you can think of to avoid their wrath because it makes you feel very shameful, right? Um, What are specific triggers or situations that prompt you to use the shield of moving toward? Um, you know, one example could be somebody passive, passive aggressively making a comment to you that, oh, well, don't worry about cleaning the house. It's not like we're, uh, living in a museum or anything, you know, there's a big family living here. Of course, it's going to be messy. You might feel ashamed of yourself and jump up and clean the house, right? To appease them. Um, who are you most likely to move against? Who would you use? shame to shame to get them away from you so that you don't feel shame you might maybe maybe you've done something or maybe you have done nothing and you just feel unworthy of love and respect but you might tell somebody who you fear doesn't like you you might say I know you don't like me you're mean to everybody why don't you just take your nasty attitude and go somewhere else and you flip out on somebody and maybe they've done something, maybe they haven't, but you're getting them out of the picture. You're being aggressive towards them to avoid them having the upper hand and shaming you. You're becoming passive aggressive. That's another way too, you know, maybe you're the one saying, oh, geez, don't bother cleaning the house. You know, it doesn't matter. And you get them to clean the house and therefore avoiding the shame of you not cleaning the house. So, um, kind of think about that. Hopefully you have your notebook and you're jotting some of this down. And if you would like the, um, the worksheets that go along with this, just, uh, leave me a message and let me know. And I, and leave me your email and I'll email them to you. Okay. Um, okay. So the shame resilience model This download is to identify where you fall on the continuum of the four elements of shame resilience. So number one is shame versus empathy. With shame, we have fear, we have blaming, we have disconnection. With empathy, we have courage, compassion, and connection. So on a scale of zero to 12, zero being shame, all shame, and 12 being all empathy, where would you say you lie on that continuum? And then the next one is using the shame shields or awareness and understanding. So this means that you're recognizing shame and your triggers and you know how to 
respond properly. So zero on this scale means you use the shame shields and three on this scale means you're completely aware and, and you understand when you're experiencing shame. So where would you be on that continuum between zero and three? The next is reinforcing versus demystifying. So with reinforcing, there's something wrong with me. It's only me. I am broken. That would be zero on the continuum. Demystifying is I understand how shame works. You're contextualizing. You're saying, well, this is bigger than me. And you're normalizing and you're realizing we all struggle. It's okay. That would be a three. So on this continuum, zero to three, where would you put yourself? And then we have separating and insulting versus sharing our story to create change. Zero to three, zero being, you know, you're isolating, separating, and three being you're sharing your story. The next is on a scale of zero to three, shutting down and acting out versus expressing how you feel and asking to get your needs met. On this continuum, where do you lie? Do you shut down and act out or do you use your I statements and work to get your needs met? Now let's think about the physiology of shame, okay? If you hear the word shame, what do you think of? And if shame were a color, what color would it be? If you could taste it, what do you think it would taste like? And if you could smell it, what do you think it would smell like? And if you could touch it, what do you think it would feel like in your hands if you could hold it in your hands and touch it? Now think about where you feel shame in your body because it is a physiological more than emotional. Guilt is emotional. Shame is shame has a little emotion component to it, but it is more in your body. So you you think about the child who's just been scolded for pooping their pants. Their head is down, their eyes are averted, their shoulders are slumped. They might be crying. So think about that. Um, I've had people describe feeling shame as bad butterflies in their stomach or heart during a confrontation. Uh, Feeling like they might vomit or pass out during a confrontation where somebody says, Hey, I don't like what you said to me. And the toxic shame is so bad in, in the person being confronted that they literally feel like they're going to fall like a fainting goat, right? So... Think about where you feel shame in your body. Do you get a feeling of your stomach turning? Do you get a headache? Do you feel pressure in your chest? Do you notice that your breathing becomes more shallow? And think about your shame symptoms. What symptoms do you have of shame? Do you avert your eyes? Do you begin negative self-talk? Do you fall into a depression where you don't want to get out of bed? Do you stop eating healthy? Um, Do you get drunk? What do you do? What are your symptoms? Sadness, anxiety, 
I want to know your symptoms. I want to know how you cope with those symptoms in an unhealthy way. When you recognize that you're in a shameful state, how do you feel? Have you ever really recognized it before where, wow, I just feel like I'm a piece of shit right now. And that's a shameful state, right? And then how do you feel about that? You feel horrible. You feel gross. You feel disgusted with yourself, right? When you talk about shame, how do you feel? When you tell somebody, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Uh, Yeah. The people, I, the people I would want to be around wouldn't want me. How, do, how does that feel to be talking about something like that? You might feel more shame, more embarrassment. Um, you might feel that you're stating a fact and it's a sad one, but it's true. And think about somebody you can talk about shame with. Who could you talk to? And I'm, think, I'm thinking of a supportive person. Somebody that would be supportive of you who would help you to reframe those icky thoughts and and remind you that you're a badass. Who who do you know who you could talk to who would help you with that? So real quick, I'm going to give you a few reframes that you might want to jot down or or think about or maybe they'll inspire you to create your own reframes. Um, Negative self-talk has to change. Your posture has to change. If you find that you avert your eyes and slump your shoulders, straighten your shoulders and look up and note to yourself how that feels emotionally. How, How does that feel different from when you slump over and avert your eyes? And allow yourself to feel that good feeling and practice that new posture often. Practice big, deep breaths with a big open chest with your chin up because you are worthy and whatever lies imprinted on your subconscious growing up throughout your traumas or whatever has happened to you, they are no longer valid and you will replace them with the truth, which is that you are a wonderful, amazing person and you've probably done some shitty stuff in your life and you've probably hurt people and you're probably not as good at certain things as you wish you were, but you know what? You're still fucking amazing. Okay. So here's a couple reframes. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. That speaks volumes, right? I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm not smart enough. Okay. So reframe that. If you can't find something nice to say, if you can't just say, I am enough, I am enough just the way I am. If you can't bring yourself to say that, then turn this one into a goal. I'm, I'm not skinny enough. Okay. Let's change that. Don't say I'm not skinny enough. Change it to, I am eating healthier. I'm working out and I'm transforming my body into what I want it to be. And I will get there. I'm, I'm working towards it every day. Um, if you find yourself thinking, I hate myself, or I'm a bastard, or I'm I, whatever insult you want to add, switch that around, reframe it, and say, okay, that's not true. That's not true. 
I love myself, I respect myself, and I'm getting to know myself more every day, and I like what I'm, I like what I'm seeing. And what I don't like, I can always change. So nobody's perfect, but you know what? I love myself, and it's okay. I'm cool with who I am. The next time you tell yourself, I don't matter, I don't matter, it doesn't matter what I say or what I think, I am insignificant here, you need to reframe that to, I do matter, and if they're not willing to hear me, then they don't need to be part of my life. If they're not willing to respect me and include me, then I don't need to be part of this club. And if it's if it's a job and your environment on your job is that toxic, it's time to beef up your resume and get the hell out of there because you do matter. The next time you want to tell yourself, I'm broken, change that to, I have some parts of myself that don't feel too good, but... On a daily basis, I am working to improve those, and I'm healing, and I'm going to feel better. I feel better every day. I'm not broken. I'm still here. I'm unlovable. I'm unlovable. Ah, I hate that one. Um, You're not unlovable. You need to reframe that, too. I have so much love to give. I am love. I am loving, and I am loved always reframe that and if you can think of some others that you need to repair and reframe let me know Um, another one is I'm a failure no you're not reframe that too I've made some mistakes I've failed at a few things but I learned from it and I keep on moving on and I'll probably fail at some stuff in the future too, but there's a lot of things I'm good at. I'm a bad person. Reframe that too. I have done some bad things in my life, but I don't have to continue that route. I can change, and I am changing. I'm not a bad person. I've just done some bad stuff. I'm a fraud or an imposter. Um, Toxic shame creates that imposter syndrome so often in people. When that happens, remind yourself that if you went to college, remind yourself that you got through college. Remind yourself that you passed an exam to get the job that you have. Remind yourself of all the times people told you you were doing a good job or that you were an amazing police officer and you helped them or that, thank you, nurse, you saved my life or whatever whatever your job is. Remember the positives. Get rid of that negative filter. And I would like to leave you with a quote, and I hope I don't um, screw this name up here, but um, Najwa Zebian wrote this. Sometimes we give love to the wrong person, and we sit there and we wonder, how could I have given love to that person? They don't even deserve it. Or, what a waste of time. But the thing is, you shouldn't think about it that way. You should think of the fact that you were able to give love. Because if you are able to give love, that means you have love inside of you. It's the same thing with kindness, with honesty, with your ability to care about people. Don't focus on the way people abuse that. 
focus on the fact that you have it within you and that it makes you who you are. It makes you a beautiful person, a beautiful human being. So remember, you are a beautiful human being full of love and you are so worth it. And this toxic shame, it can go away. You don't have to live with it forever. So if you have questions or comments, I would love to hear your feedback. If you would like those worksheets or if you would like a one-on-one with me, um, you can reach me at www.elizabethlmft.org and request an appointment. And I will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening to your therapy tools. And have a great day. Go out there and manifest the life you want because you're worth it. Bye.